We have spent a lot of time talking about the election, who hijacked it. Clearly, evidence pouring in all over the place. The communists are panicking. And so only naturally, we reached out to Dr. Patrick Byrne, who is the CEO of the America Project. Dr. Byrne is also the founder and former CEO of Overstock.com, the nation's first major e-commerce online shopping platform. Patrick is also known as the godfather of blockchain technologies. He's the author of the number one bestseller book called The Deep Rig, and he joins us now. Dr. Byrne, you've spent a lot of time and resources on election integrity. Can you tell us why? Yes. Well, my first uh, store is, it's Stu, it's nice to be on. Uh, I'm honored. Thank you. And please call me Patrick. Pleasure to have you. Uh, Thank you, Patrick. Since you've mentioned it, you've mentioned three times now my doctorate. I did do a doctorate. In my 20s, right after college, I had cancer. I basically spent my 20s as an invalid and into the hospitals and, and so convalescing. And in that time, I could not have possibly held a normal job. And the Stanford philosophy department was wonderful to me. And I got a, and they worked me, let me work out of the hospital and such. I got a PhD in philosophy. And my real interest evolved to be the intellectual origins, or I came to understand more fully the intellectual origins of the U.S. Constitution. So to me, that's kind of, that's my personal philosophy. It's almost, almost like a religious sentiment to me is the philosophical tradition that gave rise to the United States, starting with the Jews and, and you know, Christian, Judeo-Christianity. There's a reason this philosophical tradition grew out of the Judeo-Christian tradition, but I think you can approach it even without that, a, a universal philosophy. So I'm quite enthusiastic about that. And I saw I, this election was completely rigged. It was completely rigged. I actually was asked to get involved in this issue in August, and I uh, got involved and became supportive and connected to some people, some cyber people down in Texas who were convinced it was possible to rig an election in America. And they had these crazy sounding theories and stuff that was a little hard to believe. But one thing they did was they predicted that what you're going to see, well, they showed me that in other countries where there have been election scandals, this funny thing happens where they shut down counting and then they reopen it. And then if you remember on election night, oh, let me put it this way. There are six, six cities in America that have a special electoral significance. And that is because of the following reason. And if you let me get through this, it's this really good short explanation of what really happened. There are 3,006 counties in America, 3,006 exactly. It turns out to steal a nation of 3,006 counties, you don't have to cheat in 3,006 counties. You gotta cheat in six, because those six are each, each hold the anchor city of a swing state. And an anchor city is like if you have a local shopping mall and there's a big Home Depot there, they call that the anchor tenant. It's like the main tenant of the rest are afterthoughts. The, in, uh, in the United States, there are six cities which have this special property. That, and those six are Las Vegas, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Well, on election night, and I was told to watch, you know, if there is something going on, you're going to, the first hint will be they're going to stop counting because that's what happened in this African country. And that thing was Serbia and the Philippines. And I forget the African country. There were one or two, but this same program was unrolled. And I, and on election night, vote count, something very odd happens to in unprecedented American history. What happened on election night regarding vote counting? Yeah, it stopped. And do you remember which six cities they stopped in? Uh, the six cities that you just named. 
Yeah, is that a, now did the pie, you know, gee, if only there were a pattern, <laughs> you know, it's so obvious. Anyone who understands electoral politics, this plan leaps off the page. They cheat in those six cities, that those six cities, because, you know, Las Vegas is 66% of the population of Nevada. Big cheating in that city, in that county, flips Nevada, which flips Nevada's electoral votes, which flips the electoral college, which flips the nation. So to steal the nation, you got to steal those six cities. And those six cities are the places where, you know, in Atlanta, in State Farm Arena, a water main pipe burst and they had to evacuate the arena in the middle of counting like it was the Titanic disaster or something. Well, it turns out that, you know, 12 hours earlier, a urinal had overflown in a basement, but, uh, but they evacuated, they had to evacuate. And what do you know, there's videotape of while everyone was evacuated, some people pulling suitcases of ballots out and feeding it through, you know, machines. If this were happening in Rwanda, it all, we'd all have no problem seeing it. We'd have no problem. It would seem silly for someone to come out and say and deny it. But for some reason, the United States, I mean, it's, it's obvious somewhere between 51 and 64 percent of American adults now will tell a pollster that cheating is responsible for Joe Biden being president, either significantly or very significantly. It's 100 percent obvious. I mean, and, and look at what they did after the fact, covering windows, kicking, um, you know, Republican poll watchers right out of the sites. I mean. They, they uh, were, were screwing with the, um, the Wi-Fi signals in Maricopa County. I mean, there's, it's, it's blatant and obvious to try to even deny it or run from it in any way is ludicrous and ridiculous. So getting to the bottom of who did it, how, and how they will be held accountable is, I think, the pressing issue for us here now. So obviously- Do you have this the same experience that I do when you're talking with someone and you discover that they don't see it? And they say, like, but why isn't there any evidence? It's something to me like being in a zoo. I just kind of want to, I just kind of find myself studying these people and asking them gentle questions, trying to understand how they cogitate. Uh, because it's just so odd that, do you have this, do you ever run into someone who doesn't see it? All yet? the time, all the time. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I run into people who want to know why I haven't received an injection. Uh, you know, I mean, so there's there's clearly a lot of people. I mean, and you mentioned zoo. Just look at any major democratically controlled city in our country right now. They're burning things down, smashing squad cars, burning businesses to the ground, creating twelve billion dollars worth of damage nationwide in our communities over an entire summer with little to no criminal impunity, no accountability, no arrest, no prosecution, or any of that. Uh, well, at the same time, this morning on a bullhorn, somebody's screaming about how they're going to now target police officers and shoot them in the head. They're going to execute them. Uh, but there's just there's no criminal arrest or prosecution there. It is a very zoo like environment, uh, but where the zookeepers have gone for the evening and now the animals are running wild. Well, and January 6th is this insurrection that's supposed to you know go down in the annals of history like, you know, 9-11. The real insurrection happened on November 4th. November 3rd. Yeah, well, in the morning of the 4th, right. At, you know, the, the counting stopped and the steel started. So I believe that's when the real insurrection happened in our country, not during the uh, guided tour that was put on by Pelosi at her direction with Schumer, where they opened the doors for people to come in. They needed a death. They took Ashley Babbitt. I'd like to know where Mike Pence's security detail was at that point and who that shooter is. But if that would have happened in any other uh, city by at the hands of any other man, woman, 
uh, in law enforcement wearing a badge undercover associated with law enforcement. And there was a dead person on the ground who was unarmed and uh, causing or creating no threat to imminent great bodily harm or death and was gunned down like that. Female. A veteran. A vet. If you look at that, I watched that and you just said something that strike it rung, rings a bell because I've always thought there was something very odd about that video where the fellow's lining up and then he turns, he very carefully lines up on her very carefully and squeezes off a shot into her throat from didn't seem like eight feet away, but it's not like some moment, some quick thing is he's actually lined up on someone else. Then he turns and lines up very carefully and pops her in the throat. She was executed. And Paul Gosar is absolutely right to ask who executed her. And I hope that more people get on board these elected officials. There are only a handful of people that are there in Washington, D.C. in a cesspool of corruption that still really put America first. Uh, and we're lucky for that. Last week, a new video emerged, which I had never seen before. And there's a there's a Capitol Hill policeman. I think he's a captain, big, tall fellow talking inside it's not at the doorway he's inside he's inside with a bunch of the protesters including that guy with the horns and he's telling them okay you can go in yes you just don't uh, don't no violence do not assault anyone yeah. to no violence but you can make your so people's and he he doesn't i mean i would think that one clip makes it impossible to prosecute anyone because you have a police captain telling these people it's okay to come in. It's the people's house. You just don't don't torch anything. Don't assault any individuals. Don't don't get any. That any broke email. at redvoicemedia.com last week. We went with it the following day. That broke over the weekend on a Saturday. And since then, not one major broadcast network or cable news network has shown that video or said a peep about it. It blows holes in the entire more. narrative. They're all bought and paid for. Well, yeah, they are. But the, I, I don't understand how anyone can prosecute a case given that video now because the, the so, uh, yeah, this whole thing is a psyop. You're living America if for the last year, year and a half. It seems strange is because you are experiencing a psyop and the stages of the psyop. It's called the Besmanov model. There's the demoralization, the disorient. I'm sorry, the uh, demoralization, disorientation, crisis, normalization. And in our case, the demoralization was COVID. And the disorientation was, I give an example in my book in October, I was walking in front of the FBI building in DC, which is a place I generally try to avoid. And some goons came up on motorcycles and leather AT and on ATVs motor, and they took over the street in front of the FBI, the premier law enforcement organization in the world, putatively, and they took over the street, donuts, wheelies, shut down traffic for 10 minutes, did their stuff. No one lifted a hand right in front of the FBI guards, right? 10 feet. feet. So that's all to disorient you. That's all to tell you as they burn police precincts and do this crazy stuff. This is not America. This is not the America you know. The normal rules don't apply. And then the third stage, the crisis is they pull off a rigged election. And then the fourth stage is normalization, where they just try to gaslight anyone who sees anything strange about any of this and say, no, 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 you're crazy. Gaslighting is what narcissists do, by the way, when, when narcissists are real manipulators. And one thing that they always accuse people of doing what they're guilty of. So if you catch your 
girlfriend cheating and your accuser. She says, no, no, I was. And how about you? Why were you home late last Saturday? And they, they turn everything around. That's what these guys are doing. It's classic gaslighting, telling us that we're crazy to see anything odd about them shutting down vote counting for three hours in the six cities, which are the six crucial swing. I mean, it's all just sort of, it's kind of insulting to my intelligence at this point, even try when people come up and tell me they don't understand, they don't see it or they really challenge it. It's just an insult to my intelligence to ask me to believe any of this. Absolutely. Uh, the update on the Arizona audit, uh, big things happening there. Very quiet. Again, in the mainstream media, people have tried to thwart these efforts. There has been cover-ups, recusals, judges changing their minds. Uh, they took breaks, of course, down there. The, the, the venue for counting was moved. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on in Arizona. Uh, many of my recent interviews, including Papadopoulos, said, all roads lead through Arizona. You really got to watch Arizona. So to that, you say what? Uh, well, I so I can tell you all about Arizona. And I, I want to emphasize that because of obvious reasons, I keep myself, in a sense, I'm arm's length. I've been supportive. I do things like I, well, I've been supportive. I think I've made public. I've put about a million and a half dollars in already. I've been, so we help by setting up a website that lets you know money flow to these guys or setting up a website that lets volunteers submit resumes. But we, myself and the America Project, I keep way out of it. So, so this is a, in the, so I'd love to tell you, first Maricopa, I'd love to give you an update and give you the real story on Maricopa. And, and since few people understand it, I'd love to, can you give me a couple minutes? Of course, tell yeah. Maricopa first, the report I got last night, uh, so it was shut down for a week, but that was planned. They, they packed everything up and sealed it in the stadium and they used the stadium for high school graduations for a week. Everything's unpacked, rolling again, and I'm told the operation is running like smooth as butter. It's just running like butter. And what's happened is when they first stood up the operation, they brought in a bunch of companies like a temp company who would bring in temps who would count things like this, they have all been gradually replaced with volunteers. And so, or not all, but most. And anyway, it's it's running beautifully now. And the stories that you heard, I'd love to use this as an example of how corrupt the mainstream media is. The stories you were hearing a few weeks ago about problems there, I'd love to tell you the truth, because <clears throat> the truth is it's been one success after another. I'm quite, when the Maricopa has gone beautifully and showing the truth versus the lies they've been telling is a great way to explain, you know, the bubble people live in. For example, there's been a lot of challenge in, by the left. The Maricopa actual audit people are not official election auditors, and they've never counted ballots before. Well, let me tell you, the two groups involved in Maricopa are the elite of the elite of, of, for, of cyber, one is a DHS certi one group called Cipher is a DHS certified HERT team. HERT stands for Hunt and Incident Response Team. So it's the DHS a team that can take those kinds of contracts. The Cyber Ninjas are another team who do application security, which is very, very to do application security. You're not just looking on routers and seeing where information came in out. You're reading code and you're analyzing the program and seeing where vulnerabilities and worms might exist and such. So the expertise of these people is so far beyond the kinds of people who are used in normally kind of, and that's because we don't trust, I mean, the citizens of Arizona 
don't trust anyone. They don't want to have another government official say, oh, you can trust us. This was clean. They want to audit themselves. They don't want a federal agency called the EAC to say, we sign off on it. They don't want a federally certified you know, laboratory who works in, the, in this field. They want some outside that through their Senate, the citizens of Arizona have expressed, they want a, the Senate of Arizona to audit everything about this whole thing. And that means not a, not a typical election audit, which is where you're counting back. You know what these guys do? They say, they, oh, we already did two audits. What they, a typical audit is things like somebody holds two buttons down as they turn on the machine and it runs an internal logic and test program and it pops up, yep, I'm working okay. And they say, well, we audited it, it all works. That's not what we're, that's not what the, the citizens of Arizona are getting. They are getting something where like examine, paper is being examined. The code in the machines, the hard drives <clears throat> are being examined. So that's, so that's the, that's the answer to the expertise of these people. It's far beyond what you would normally get in an election audit. So Secondly, you would call it a real authentic audit? Yeah, it's a real, okay. it's a digital audit. It's not just show us, you know what the guys did in part of their audit, their entire analysis of the machines when Maricopa did their own audit was they did this thing where you turn them on and it runs a little test message. It says, yep, I'm working okay. And they verified that the software package <clears throat> was the version that's supposed to be on the machine. They verified those two things and said, yep, checks out and that's it. So they're not really doing any forensic analysis trying to get to the bottom of anything. It's a whitewash. So these guys are doing it. They already, the Senate a week ago or two weeks ago, put out a letter to Maricopa County saying we've found a number of irregularities. One of them has to do with, it looks like you deleted files. Now they came back, the Maricopa County people came back a week ago with a very mealy-mouthed answer on that point, very mealy-mouthed and ad hominem that didn't really add anything. And then they said, we're refusing to take any more questions. So that's suspicious. Let me give you just a couple more that are really good. The kinds of things that have been in the paper that you, that you so people know the truth. There was all this heartburn about somebody was seen on the, so the audit is so transparent. There's nine cameras. People, thousands of citizens are sitting at home watching the audit. Somebody saw somebody with a thumb drive. You're not supposed to have a thumb drive. There's a system they sent in a message. The tape was rewound. They went and found that guy. Well, what do you know? He's a guy, he's a black shirt IT guy. He's one of the few people who's allowed to have a thumb drive because he's updating things. So in 35 minutes, the, so, so to me, that shows the system worked. And yet there were headlines about somebody with a, you know, another one was a, Somebody was seen with a blue, a blue pen. Oh, by the way, oh, no, the door. One journalist said, I snuck into the stadium and there's no security. Well, in the days that they were setting up and there were workmen moving in tables and chairs and things like this, no ballots were, were in the stadium, no machines. But in the days that the workmen, dozens, 100 workmen were going around setting all stuff up, some journalist snuck in for 10 minutes and he got confronted eventually and kicked out. But he's writing headlines about, well, there's no security in the stadium. The ballots hadn't even showed up. The, it's just a bunch of well, guys. We know that they're liars. We know that they're going to spin this. They're going to propagandize it. Is of that order. Every, all these slurs against Maricopa you're hearing are of that order. One was about the blue pens. Oh, my God, they have blue pens. You know, somebody was sitting before any ballots were open, anything was, was unpacked. 
somebody was seen with a blue pen and some observer said, ah, oh, you can't have blue pens in the audit. And within five minutes, everyone had gone around the floor, taking all the blue pens out. They went to Staples and they bought red pens. So to me, and this was all again in the setup days of the audit. Yet these were all headline events from these journalists acting like there's no security and they got blue pens and they're running around with heart thumb drives. It's nonsense. This has been success. Each one of those cases is actually a case that shows the system worked, the transparency worked. Turns out there was either nothing there or the problem was corrected in five minutes and it all happened before anything actually got going anyway. This thing has run, however, there were in the initial days, the initial part before the pause, there were the normal startup and until you find your until you find your rhythm and they were but then they took the week off and now they're back running and what i'm being told is it's running it's smooth as butter it's Good. really all right so uh for the sake of time um we got to go here do some rapid fire stuff we told you prior to coming on the air that i had some questions here from some listeners that knew you were coming on we're going to get to some meat and potatoes stuff so rapid fire so i'm going to ask a question you give a quick answer and we'll go on to the next one i think there's about seven of them right there's about seven okay you ready for that all right uh so do you have any proof uh regarding specifically who stole the election and how they did it oh absolutely Absolutely. We have mountains and mountains and mountains of proof, and there absolutely was foreign involvement. There were foreign nations involved, and we have the hardcore computer forensics, and you will be hearing about all of that in this month, this month of June. Great. Um, how are we, uh, or you specifically, going after the people responsible for the theft? Are you working with the FBI? I am not only not working with the FBI or the federal government, I I suspect I've angered a lot of people there, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they make it a crime to. Yeah, I'm a journalist, by the way. I've had a website called Deep Capture for 15 years. It's won all kinds of awards. It's the best journalism on corruption in America. I'm investigating this as a journalist, and you know maybe they're going to come out and say the First Amendment doesn't apply. But yeah, uh, I'm not working with the FBI. In fact, if anything, I can tell you that the uh, the, the, the Washington authorities would love to block all this and make it go away. Okay. Um, what can you tell us about the country of Italy, if and how you were involved with that piece of the puzzle? I knew about, let's call it the Italian job, uh, probably by November 10th. And I've been aware and played some background role uh, and other than that, I don't want to comment on the Italian job. I, I don't know myself for sure what, what, what to believe. This whole case can be made without the Italian job. We can skip the, however, uh, yeah, so I can, I'm aware of that whole subject and I can't say anything definitive one way or another, not out of, I really just don't know. I've, I've left that matter to other people are researching that, that I have funded and someday maybe we'll have an answer. Someday maybe we won't. Great. Good enough. Um, this is uh, from Deborah. It's fascinating that so many people involved with these audits and checking on this election are Democrats and independents, specifically Mr. Byrne, who didn't support Trump. Why come to his aid or rescue now? Well, as I said, my, my, my religion, so to speak, is the U.S. Constitution, the most atomic principle of which is consent of the governed. If we let a rigged election stand, that's our last freedom. We will never be a free nation again. This is the end. We may not have, I really think the Repu American Republic may be coming to an end. 
if if we don't get this straightened out. So, and you know, I was never a never Trumper. I don't detest Donald Trump. I think that le- I think the left has gone out of their mind in recent years. They're very suggestible, weak-willed people. It seems to me that just get. You know, it's like they've been conditioned now. At any point, anytime you try to say something, well, Trump, 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 uh, Trump, they can't even have an intelligent conversation. So, you know, and I actually, it's public that I spent four hours with him in December, and I actually grew quite fond of him in four hours, and I felt terribly for the man. I felt terribly for him because he had a few of us there who actually were trying to help him and could have won it for him, and he had all these mediocrities around him that he was listening to instead of listening to Mike Flynn, which is Mike Flynn is like the Steve is like Steve Jobs decided to go be a general. Mike Flynn is an extraordinary American, and what Trump should have done, what President Trump should have done, is said, "Mike Flynn, you run this issue for me." It would it was it was easy to defeat, but President Trump, poor guy, my heart really started going out for him, and, and uh, it was a real gentleman. First thing he said to me was that he knew I hadn't spoke voted for him, and I'd said some un, unkind things about him back in 2015, 2016. He was a real gentleman about it. And uh, so I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. To be honest, if this had happened to Biden, I would have, don't, don't, if it would never would have because the Republicans wouldn't do this. But if this happened to Joe Biden, I would have on November 4th been knocking on the door of the Democrats. And, and there should be as, as disenfranchised as 75 to 80 or 100 million people are. It should be Democrats that are just as just as disenfranchised that this could happen in our political system. Yeah, um, but they're not because they're about power and not truth. They're right. Just the left Democrats, the activist left are just about power. Okay, this is from Dale. Because of your previous relationship with Maria Butina, people have eluded that you were working with the Russians. Can you confirm that you're not and that you were not working nefariously, but in fact you were there working with the Trump campaign to solve any problems? Well, that's a hardball question. I like it. Dale, who's that guy? We need to get him over here working here. I can confirm I... Am not and have never worked with the Russians. Perfect. Uh, okay, so now I'm reflecting. This is from me personally, Patrick. I'm reflecting on that infamous meeting at the White House. What, if anything, would you have done differently? Do you have any regrets about that meeting? That's a deep question, Story. Yeah, I do. I've relived that a thousand times. And could I have gotten said something different that would make President Trump do the right thing? Or not? I mean, he did the right thing in the meeting, but over the next... 48 hours as people talked him out of it. Uh, I think I, I've thought of that many times, Stuart. I've thought of it if I said to him something, might it have rung a bell? And I could tell he didn't understand. He was getting such bad information from the people around him. Yeah, so my answer is I really hundreds of times I relive that, ask myself the same question, and I trick myself. But at the end of the day, and I put this in my book, I think that with Rudy Giuliani, he was as his lawyer and the people around Rudy and everything underneath that. So Rudy is America's mayor. I love the man. We all love Rudy Giuliani. He should not have been the commander of the, he should not have been the captain of this effort. It's a fellow who doesn't know how to do his own emails, I think, or he doesn't do them anyway. And, you know, he's going to deconstruct the cyber crime of the, of all history and it was silly. And in particular, there's some people around him who were so bad, so bad. We, ever, many people who interacted with them, unrelated to me, many people who interacted with those people came back saying, is there any chance these folks are working for the opposition? Because they were so bad. 
Bless so you. bad, ineffective, and blocking, blocking, blocking everything that we really and and these were the people directly around Rudy. So it was it was uh, it could have it could easily been one if Donald Trump had on December eighteenth done what we said. Well, and I don't mean to I'm not pointing he had such bad advice, but all we were saying is what's going on in Maricopa now, do that in the six counties in question, but you don't even have to do this heavy duty. We were saying just go in, set up live cameras and recount under live stream TV what's going and and if we're wrong, you concede, Mr. President. And if you're if we're right and there's hundreds of there's gonna be hundreds of thousands of irregular irregularities in each of these six places, then you got a whole range of options. And I'll also mention this theory that Trump was like clutching at power and trying to connect. That's all nonsense, too. Trump, President Trump was said several times to me, <laughs> I think we had some affinity because we've both been CEOs. And he said, you know, Patrick, you know how easy it would be? <laughs> I can walk out of here. My life's going to be great. I get to Air Marine One on January 20. I fly to New Jersey, I've got a golf course, I've got friends, I can golf my life. My life will be just fine. It's, but no, but suspecting that they have done this in a, in a steal and that they're stealing our country, how can I walk away from that? And it was a very honorable and correct position for him to take and had nothing to do with, oh, I'm so addicted to power I need, I'm gonna run a coup that I can, it's all nonsense. All right, um, I appreciate you going more into depth on that. That was less of a rapid fire. And I say that self selfishly because I wrote the question. Uh, two more here. This one is from Steve. Can you tell us about MI6? Which groups did they infiltrate? I do believe it's going to turn out. And there's a bunch of things that our government can't do domestically, but they can, they're in agreement with the five eyes and Britain is one of them, my old friends in Britain. Uh, and I think that MI6 has been involved, has been involved in this. If, if that turns out to be the case, uh, there's a lot of evidence that, uh, the, let's say there are forces in Britain, especially the city of London, which is to say the financial center that may have, may have had, may have something to do with all this, but I think it's going to turn out MI6 was involved. And if it is, you know, China is going to turn out to be involved. That's an act of war. Great Britain uh, turns out to have been involved. That's an act of war too. If they were involved, that was an act of war they committed against our country. So it's gonna fundamentally change the nature of international relations. Uh, so yeah, MI6, MI6, why they pop up in this is because when John Brennan couldn't do certain things he wanted to do domestically, he could always send the assignment over to MI6 and they can spy on Americans here. They have access to the same computer systems and such. So they, so their name, who's ever Steve is asking that question, you're on to something and, and time will tell what gets turned up. But that'll, I think that connection will be the end of the, that'll probably be about the last card to get turned over in the whole deck of cards of truth to come. All right, we have that Twitter handle. And so we, were, we wanna know who Steve is too, if he's onto something. Patrick Byrne, where can people get the book? You can get this on Amazon. You can get it on, just type in the deep rig. You get it on Amazon, a bunch of bookstores. Um, uh, deep Capture is my website. It's sold there. So, uh, but you can get this all over. In fact, until it, it went live, and in 24 hours, it was the number 12 product on Amazon. And then, they, then Jeff Bezos suppressed it. 
I think Jeff to, Bezos uh, has committed a stain. There will be a stain on Jeff Bezos's honor when the smoke clears that no amount of money will ever clear. No amount of money will ever wipe away the stain on the honor of the tech guys who were involved in this. And Jeff Bezos is one of them. I think Jeff Bezos is one of the stains in the underpants of this country. That's the way that I would put it. Patrick Byrne, thank you so much for being here. Can we have you back sometime? I'd be honored, Stu. I'd be honored anytime. And I've got some, listen, there's some lots of news over the next few weeks. Okay. And there's, I've made clear this is not streaming before the end of May. In fact, this Friday, in two days, there's going to be a major announcement this Friday. Hey, everybody, Pastor Todd here. Listen, one of the biggest grievances that I have is I hear so many people tell me, Pastor Todd, our pastor doesn't even know our name. Our pastor, there's no way we can get a hold of him or her. And uh, we have no pastoral care. We have no pastoral counseling that's available to us. It just breaks my heart. And I mean that. And so, uh, you know, it's a daunting task to be able to uh, pastor a lot of people. But, you know, a lot of people say, Pastor Todd, you're my pastor. And that means a lot. That means a lot to me. So what we want to do is we're going to take two hours of every day, two hours uh, from the morning time and uh, offer uh, a coaching uh, session that's available to anybody that reaches out to the Todd Coconato show. Uh, and I will do life coaching. Now we do have to pay the bill, so there is a cost, uh, but it's, it's nominal, it's not a lot. And if you have financial troubles, let us know. We might be able to raise the money. Uh, but we want to be able to offer you pastoral counseling and care uh, from a biblical view. Uh, we call it life coaching. And it's available. You can go to toddcoconato.com, toddcoconato.com, and just scroll down a little bit. And you'll see right on there, it, uh, it talks about life coaching session with Pastor Todd. Click that and schedule an appointment. It's that easy. And uh, voila, we'll be talking within a few days of your appointment. So uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, todd.coconato, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. And I look forward to sharing this special time where we can get together and talk about any issues that you may be going through, any challenges that you're facing in life, uh, or just want to grow deeper in your faith, uh, you know, we can do that as well. And uh, we'd love to discuss that with you. So God bless you, and uh, we'll hope to talk soon. Hey friends, Pastor Todd here, and I have some exciting news. We have a promo code from MyPillow.com that Mike Lindell is allowing us to use here at the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant. And it's very simple. It's remnant. That's the, the promo code. You have to do it in lowercase letters. So R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase. Use that as the promo code and you will get 60 to 65% off of your order at MyPillow.com and you'll help us fight for election integrity and push back against the deep state plan to take over our country. So kind of important, kind of important and a way to help us in our fight and uh, help Mr. Lindell and to buy products from MyPillow.com. It's been banned by just about every major retail chain. They took out his product and we're here to step up and be the remnant and fight back and help support this great company, this great cause, and help the remnant uh, here at the Todd Coconato Show. So once again, the promo code is R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase letters, or R-M-N-T in all capitals. And you can use either of those and you'll get about 65% uh, off or so on your order. All right, friends, God bless you and thank you for being part of the remnant.